life is a beautiful experience and we get to participate in making it so. The idea that fate writes your story is a lie. We do not suffer fate. We partner with fate to write a story generated from our own God-given creativity and agency. And that story can be more than interesting. It can be meaningful. Today's episode is part two of the discussion about Donald Miller's book, Hero on a Mission. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Part one, which you will want to listen to first, is all the details about our responsibility and opportunity to create our own story. I know this sounds redundant because we're talking about it all the time, but from the perspective of Donald Miller's book, there's some fresh stuff. And we talk about what the hero energy looks like and what the villain energy looks like and the victim energy and how we grow into the guide energy. So it's all the really good what this looks like, why, taking responsibility. Whereas then today what we transfer into is the hot seat where Jessica Burrell, owner of Amplify Your Vision and myself, we share personal experiences from our own lives of being in these different archetypal energies. So what did it look like when we were in the victim space? And what did it look like when we admit to times of being villains? And what did it look like? How did we, from a hero space, transition into a space of being able to guide in some instances? So true confessions today. Stay tuned for the last part of this conversation that started last week. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee. And I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Just, I'm going to put us in the hot seat. Let's have a little fun and talk about, we've already done this a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about what these roles look like in our own lives. So Jessica and I will be the guinea pigs. And as we do this and have this conversation, you can start to be more aware of what energy you are sourcing in your life. We'll be more aware of what we're sourcing in our life. And with that awareness, we can create life stories with more intention and understanding as to the roles we actually want to play. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the hero first then, Jessica. The hero is taking responsibility. Let's let's call it energy. The hero energy is where you take responsibility for your responses to life. So a hero is moving forward with that. When have you sourced that hero energy? Yeah, it's. I think it's those moments where, and I'm going to actually just use one example and pull out all my pieces from this one example of, leaving, leaving my marriage. And after I left my marriage, I was feeling sorry for myself. I was having that pity party and we'll get to the victim energy later, but it was that moment where I had enough of my own bullshit and, and like pity party this. And I'm like, I have two daughters and it was like, I was trying all the old stuff on and it wasn't working. And it was like, what else do I, where do I get to go differently now? And I went to therapy 
through therapy. So, you know, I got to get uncomfortable and try on new things and start showing up. And with a, for me, with, as the, as the hero was like, what is my goal? What is my mission in, as my hero? And my mission in those moments were my daughters and being the best example of a mom and a woman I could be for them. And with that vision and mission, I accepted as a hero. That's what helped me continuously get uncomfortable, take myself on and change my life, which is what I did. So I would say for me that um, the biggest transformational space or the most the most poignant was it came after those divorces and it came in a space where I, you know, I was still just, I had been through those marriages. I was single, but I, you know, I harbored resentment. I harbored a, a dislike of men. I mean, I, I really, you know, it was, it came mm-hmm. out enough that one of my friends walked in one day and said, Laura, I think you need to get over your issues with men. And I just went to a really cool emotional intelligence training course and I think you need to go and this is where I was introduced to next level trainings which is actually where Jessica and I met and I want to say that right off the bat I stepped into that hero energy because I knew that I was stuck I knew that I did not know how to make my way forward I had tried to heal I tried to be positive but there was a lot of deep deep victimhood and hurt and stuff within me that I just even in my best days, you know, it it was part of, it had become foundational. And so I, I just took her word on it because she was a dear friend and I signed up and I got the airfare. It was, you know, back in Ohio. So clear across the United States. Mm -hmm. And I just jumped in and that was very heroic of me. That was hero energy because it said, Mm -hmm. yes, I know I need to change. I know I need to transform. I'm going to take action. I'm going to do that. And it was there that I truly learned how to, I had to, it was the first time I worked on reframing my story and you know, that I actively worked on that. And it was there also that I came out of my victim space, which we'll, we'll talk about next. And I want to add that I think every time we create something where we bring something into existence, like the podcast or a book or a trip that we plan or a party, right? Or an adventure that we make happen or a challenge that I tackle. I think in those spaces that we, me, we're sourcing hero energy. We're moving forward. Mm -hmm. We're creating meaning. Another example of that moving forward is when I was leaving my first marriage. So my bachelor's degree, I had it. It's in English writing and I am a nature writer. So I wrote about... Well, what I was inspired by was when I would be out recreating in the world, biking and hiking and kayaking and stuff that that was very inspirational to me. So I would write in those spaces and I'd been publishing a little bit in college, but, you know, still waiting for the big break. And I had submitted a book proposal to a big publisher and they actually wrote back and said, I don't think this is going to work for us because I don't think there's a big enough audience for what I wanted to do was I wanted to do multi-sport adventures. So instead of just a biking guidebook or just a hiking guidebook, I wanted it to be multi-sport where we talked about the top 20 outdoor weekend adventures in the state of Utah. Right. And it would encompass every weekend would encompass different types of adventurers on the premise that if you're an outdoor adventurer, you usually are 
enjoy more than one type of sport, right? You just want to get out and do different things. Well, I went to bat for that. Like I had to call the publisher, go back and forth, make a case for it. And in the end, they gave me the book deal. In the end, they gave me the book deal. And I have to say that forward motion, that fighting for that book, that ability, well, it also created something more for me because as I was going through what would be a huge life change, that that divorce, it gave me an opportunity where I was committed every weekend to be out traveling and doing stuff. My kids would be with mm-hmm. me one weekend and then when they would go with their dad on the next weekend, I would take off on research for the book. And it put me in the exact space I needed to be in, a place of inspiration, a, a space of outlet, a space of that just really was ideal for me. And I think that when we do that, when we move forward, when we fight for the things that we want, that hero energy is going to take us into very blessed places, just as my next level stuff did, right? Like it took me into mm-hmm. understanding myself better and letting go of things that hurt me and rewriting my story. All of these hero energy spaces propel us forward into things that we don't even, good stuff, into good stuff, you know? Totally. And it, it sets us up for good stuff in the future. So it's not even, yes. it's like in those moments that we're taking the action, but it's it starts to change the trajectory and, you know, one one over the other and it starts to stack up. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Okay, let's look at victim energy. Um, Victim energy is when you feel that you have no way out and the victim gives up because they believe they're doomed. This is where we're not moving forward, right? Life is hard, faith is against me, blah, blah, blah. So when have you sourced victim energy? One specific example that you want to share. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's same. So I'll just, like the whole, the story of my separation and my divorce, the thing that was, hard for me to understand was that it was victim. It was an unhealthy relationship that I was in. And I was also feeling like a victim to my circumstance. Like I can't leave. I can't do this by myself. I can't fill in the blank. Every excuse in the book, I can't, I can't, I can't because of circumstances. And that I was in denial about, about everything to be quite honest. And it was those spaces where not thinking anything was possible, feeling <clears throat> like the cards are stacked against me. And it's like one thing I do notice about my vic- my personal victim mindset is it like it creates a party really fast. Like it, so it's not just one thought that I'm a victim to. My brain's like, guess what? There's lots of other examples. Let me show you all of them, and I'm gonna tell tell you twenty of them right now. So it's like a party and it brings, it's like, it's like a college party um, when your parents are out of town and then all of a sudden 50 new thoughts show up in the, in the same moment. And it's so, and it's almost like that. It makes it harder or worse to come out of those spaces. But again, like to what I was saying before, it's like the second I can get out of sight of myself and, and experience that my experience, the experience, experience myself thinking those thoughts is the moment where I can start to make change. But that's usually that's usually what my stuckness looks like, my victimhood. How about you? Similar. I Let's go back to that, the discovery workshop with Next Level. So I remember sitting in 
that workshop back in Ohio and I could not figure out, we were supposed to be working with our buddies. You have partners and we're supposed to be working with them on some projects. And I was supposed to be basically in, in the terminology now rewriting that story, figuring out how to reframe my story so that I wasn't in victimhood. But I was not going to take responsibility for the awful things that other people had done to me. You know, I I was a victim of other people's weaknesses, of other people's addictions, of other people's cruelties. And I wasn't going to take responsibility for that. That wasn't me. And so I could not figure out how to reframe what was right in me. It was just like, this is fact. You know, have, I was a victim of these things. How is it? You know, what am I supposed to do with that? And I, you know, I don't know if we want to talk about the solution of how I got past that, but that was definitely where I was sourcing victim energy because if we find that we're sourcing victim energy, then there's also that space for shame, right? We move into that. And when we move into shaming ourselves because of that, then we are becoming the villain character who attacks the victim inside of us. So we, you know, we can be a villain to ourselves. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it, it was there that I worked with my buddy and I learned how to reframe that story. And what that looked like was talking about the things that I had learned and what they had given me and that the people who had, had hurt me were no longer in my life, that they had made choices to get themselves excused from my life, but that through the processes I had learned things. And basically what he helped me do is now what I help other people do, which is you find the meaning and you find the purpose behind, you find the learning that came to you because of the things you experienced instead of focusing on the things that felt hurtful. That, that that victim energy is that space where you're you're kind of wallowing and we don't want to stay there. And I think that it's important to note that if a story is going to work, and by that I mean, you know, a good life, if a good story is going to work, if the hero is going to show up, you cannot source victim energy for very long. Be aware of it, ready to move on. <laughs> Let's talk about the villain. We want to make sure that the hero doesn't source the villain energy because then he's no longer the villain, right? So how is the hero, the person going through the transformation, responding to their challenge? When they are insulted, how do they react? When they feel all is lost, do they lash out like a villain? So when, Jessica, have you sourced some villain energy? The one thing I want to say that I really loved what Donald did in the book was both the origin story of the villain and the hero is in the victim. You know, they both have the backstory. You know, when we think about like mm. a Marvel movie or a movie just in general, he says they both started as a victim in some way or another. And it was the choice, like what I was saying earlier, of how they moved out of that victimhood, whether they emerged as the hero or they emerged as the villain. And so like the hero, the responsibility, the agency, all of the things we've been talking about. But the villain is really the F you, I'm going to destroy everyone who's ever hurt me <laughs> energy. And instead of like, how do, how to, you know, to your story too, going like, how do I be responsible, even though I don't want, I don't want to forgive, or I don't want to do those things. Or for me, forgiveness was really huge as well, but so was my bigger vision. So it could have easily gone the other way. And that was just our choices in those moments. That is such a good point. I mean, truly, your choice in that moment will lead you down the right path or the left path, you know? Mm -hmm. And and the right path might lead you to the 
the hero space or and the left path might lead you to the villain space. So victim really is. That's a space to take serious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to your example. Oh, show, my villain. Show me when you're a villain. Yeah. And it, it's really uh, it's really in the, the space of the judgment. You know, mm. with my ex-husband, I wanted to hurt him. I wanted him to pay for what he did to me. I wanted him to pay for what he did to our family, you know, and I would construct elaborate comebacks and elaborate things that I would do to make him pay. And, you know, I would always, I mean, I would follow it up and not follow it up, but I would follow up with the thought of like long-term and harm and those sorts of things. But in those moments, I was petty I was angry and I wanted to let that anger rage. And it was back to my hero piece, like what's my vision? My vision is my children and going like, how will it, how will my rage, if I'm, you know, serve the greater mission here? And it never did. Had it, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, this is totally. There could have been murder wrong. involved. <laughs> taking anything off the table here but yeah like so it was really in the form of judgment it was in the form of anger it was in the form of revenge and you need to hurt like I've hurt and that was that was typically my story the first one that came to my mind when I was thinking about it was the second book that I researched for was called or that I that I had a book contract on was called Best Snowshoe Trails of the Wasatch. And I was contracted with Wilderness Press out of Berkeley to do that. And I had done a good year of research and we were submitting it to to the editor and she was going over things. And, you know, in hindsight now, I can look at it more reasonably. And I was unwilling to change some things that the editor wanted to change. And in truth, I was I was being a bit of a diva. And in truth, she was right and I was wrong. But at the time, I just was sticking to my guns, bit of bit stubborn. And mm-hmm. she ended up refusing to work with me. And so, and so they, they were like, you know what? We're going to just cancel the contract. And I'm like, after all this work I've done, wow. Mm-hmm. Like I have a year's worth of work. I have maps that are GPS. I, you know, I've got tubs worth of stuff. This is the, the manuscript is written and they let me buy it back. So I kept part of my advance for the time that I'd spent, but then they let me take the manuscript back, which of course they cancel the contract. But what I did with it was very calculated. So I went and I created a whole website and published everything online for free. So they could not hire another author to do the mm-hmm. same thing and come me out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's very villainous, but it was very calculated to sort of get back at them for canceling my contract. Is that villainous? Yeah. It was revengeful. Yeah, revengeful. it was It was vengeful. Yeah. It was saying, you know, if you're not going to publish my book after this agreement, then I'm going to make it free for everybody. So nobody mm. else is going to write this book. Yeah, a little bit of an F you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah for sure. And, and that... And as you know, earlier on when I said I couldn't think of very many since I made that statement, I have had many villainous <laughs> examples come to mind. So I'm not as nice as I was yeah. pretending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. The story is about the transformation of the hero. The guide is the most respected and wise in the story, like you talked about earlier, Yoda for Luke or Hamish for Katniss in The Hunger Games or Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings. Those are the guides, right? When we are the guide, we sacrifice ourselves for somebody else. So Jessica, when have you sourced guide energy? It was, I would say like after I went through my divorce and I would always talk about it and I'll say, you know, it was the hardest, best thing I've ever done. And I remember one time I had a friend come to me to say, I, I never understood what you were talking about when you said that. Like, why is it the hardest, best thing? Like, it's it's a, it's a terrible thing or isn't that what you wanted? Like, why was it, you know? And until she was face to face with going through a divorce of her own and she was like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get this now. And so I was able to hold space for her. One, sometimes it was just holding space. A guy doesn't necessarily mean like I'm telling her what to do, but more so going, I get to hold the space while she thrashes. She gets to be a victim sometimes. She gets to be the villain sometimes. She gets to be the hero sometimes. And I hold the space for her without the judgment of my victim, of my villain, without me needing to be the one driving the mission here. It's her mission. I'm supporting her, holding the space, listening, and really asking her questions so that she is figuring out her path. So in the victim, like which, to your point, which path is she taking? And it's funny, as I'm saying this, I think like of movies where this has happened, where the guide has been the person for the hero that, but they end up turning into the villain, you know? you know, so and the guy doesn't always necessarily, it's not always just with the hero energy. It's going, I'm going to be the guide. I'm going to support. You still have, I'm not responsible for the decisions you make. I'm responsible for the decisions I make and how I guide you, the questions I ask. And you're the one in the action. I, I mean, I do this in my job all of the time. It's what I do is as a as a the CEO of Amplify Your Vision or any coaching that I'm doing. Yeah, as a life coaching. coach, you're doing yeah. guiding. That's what it is. It's guiding. Prescribe, and I was gonna say, yeah, my my guiding is the same thing. Just what we had talked yeah. about. I really feel like my work with Love Your Story and teaching people to be aware of how to reframe their stories and mm-hmm. that space is definitely my guide space. And I think this is worth noting that. The first part of your life, I think you spend out in the mess. I, You know, you spend getting dirty. You spend mm-hmm. in all of the hard things life's going to throw at you. You spend in an experiential space until you've hurt enough and understand enough that for the last part of your life, you can you have enough knowledge at that point to move into a guide space. So if you're 20 years old, it's very unlikely you're probably going to be able to move into a guide space yet. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, not supposed to. And if you're 50 years old, doesn't mean that all your problems are over and that you're now the enlightened one, right? I mean, yeah. but, but the idea is that um, the first half of your life is probably more learning. And then the last half of your life is maybe more sharing and helping people along that path. Jess, any final thoughts? Oh, this was a fun book to read. It was a fun, you know, the Lori suggested it as our topic. And when I was getting into it, I love the hero's journey. I love story, uh, you know, like Lori. And I just want to say, you know, noticing when we're in each of those roles 
I spend more time as a villain to myself than anything else these days. And so even just noticing those little subtleties and over the course of my day and going, oh gosh, I was a little victimy about getting up this morning and going for a walk because it was raining, which is a true story. And, you know, like the shifts throughout. So it's not just about spending all the time in one energy. It's about recognizing as we move through those energies, spending most of our time you know, in the hero or guide energy, but noticing like, because we're still human after all that we, we end up in those other spaces too. And I think we create more meaning in our lives when that, when we are in that hero space, whether than we're, when we're stuck in a place that's not, or in the guide mm-hmm. space, you know, mm-hmm. in conclusion, then this was not a promotion for Donald Miller's book. <laughs> it was just, you know, this book really connected with me and I wanted to talk about it and share the ideas with you. And this idea that you know, life forces us to live a story. It's a, cho- it's not a choice, right? It's not a choice. We are going to live a story and we can moan and we can rage and we can create a victim or a villain story, or we can create a path of transformation in our lives, a path to meaning. That's a big deal. So, so much of this is about our identity and who we believe we are. And I think that's an important thing to bring up too, because do we believe that we are helpless? Do we believe that other people are small? If we believe we're helpless, that's a victim energy. If we believe other people are small, that's a villain energy. Do we believe that we are in control and that we can transform? Do we have that growth mindset? That's a hero energy. Are we willing to be giving, willing to guide with wisdom and selflessness when when needed? That's obviously the guide energy. In stories, pain is the only way that heroes transform and become the better versions of themselves that take them into that guide space. And pain is just that force that transforms us. And we try to avoid that at all costs. But if we can realize that there's a redemptive perspective to pain, that we can make it through the things that hurt us and that we can shape it into an inner strength, we can pick up the pain and turn it into something useful. Victims can heal into heroes and heroes can strengthen into guides and humans are designed to change. So healthy people are learning from their mistakes. And that, my friends, is a lot of hope. Keep learning from your mistakes. Keep transforming on that journey. Keep the hope when you're in villain space. Be willing to, you know, become aware, become aware and see when and how you want to transfer out of that and keep keep on that on that hero path thank you for tuning in to the love your story podcast as doing a little good in the world, I would ask that you share this episode or any of the other ones that you like. It's super easy to do on your app. You just hit the share this episode and it'll let you text it to anybody. So it's super easy. And I think, you know, whenever a friend will send me something like that, I always feel like they're thinking about me and that they care. And so I try to do that to other people too. create some good in the world, share the podcast episodes and create your best life story. We'll see you in two weeks for the next episode. Thanks for being here. Thank you.